0: Bucknutters, welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, March 20th, 2019, better known as the first day of spring. That's right, winter is behind us, and i tell you what, I mean, nice weather here in central Ohio for the foreseeable future, relatively speaking. I am Dave Biddle, very happy to be joined by the People's Champ, Matt Baxendale. Bax Pro Day is today at Ohio State, it will be... All eyes on the Buckeyes from the NFL standpoint. All 32 NFL teams are expected to be here in Columbus for Pro Day. We'll be there covering it. Um, you know, NFL Network's going to have a live set there. ESPN's going to have a live set there. Uh, just what are you most curious about when you look at Pro Day later today?
1: You know, there's a bunch of stuff I think we kind of want to see how it plays out with. Uh, we know Kendall Sheffield got hurt out in the Combine in Indianapolis. Is he going to try to do anything? Right, this is a guy who... When he went pro, we all figured his testing was going to be what, you know, earned him a spot in the draft. And if he's not able to do any of that, where does that leave him now that he's going to hurt? You know, he had to stop halfway through the benches in Indianapolis. Is he any better? Is he able to run at least? So I'm interested to see what happens with Kendall more than anything. Um, You know, the wide receivers, what do they have to do, improving their times? I don't think so. They ran extremely well. Uh, I think it's going to be fun to see Haskins throw, but we know Haskins is in most logical minds, the number one QB in this draft. Um, you know, what is, really, what is the upside here? I think we may see Draymond run a little bit better times than he did in Indy. Um, you know, Draymond could have the ability to move himself up into the first round with a couple stronger times than he had. Uh, right now, I think a lot of people are pegging him as mid second round. You know, and he could be the third first rounder from the Buckeyes, assuming that both and Haskins both go in the first round, like all sane humans expect they will. Um, you know, so some of these guys who are sort of the, the borderline guys, especially a guy like Sheffield, it's it's going to be very interesting to see how it pans out. Because last year, when Johnny Simon got hurt at the at the combine and hurt himself, he was still a high draft pick because Billy he was Price. expected to be a high draft pick. Billy you know, I'm oh, sorry, yeah. Billy Price. Yeah, Billy Price. My bad. I always mix the two up. They're both bare. Yeah, but they're but, both
0: young, but they're both like they're both Youngstown guys that could bench press our, our houses like 20 times with one hand. I, yeah, I, I
1: got gotcha. you. They, li- they're Hans and Franz. They lift the stadium. Um, but, you know, <laughs> you knew that they, that Billy was going to be a top pick last year, right? This year with Kendall, what's going to happen? I mean, he's a guy who's supposed to show his athleticism to teams who are going to take him based on athleticism more than film. If he can't do anything, then it's going to be hard to see Kendall Sheffield being anything more than a very late-round flyer or a free agent.
0: Moving on to what was the biggest topic of college football last night and still is going into this morning and probably will be for the next couple of days. Tate Martell is eligible immediately in Miami. I expected this. It wasn't for sure, but I thought it was more likely than not that they would grant immediate eligibility just because of everything we're seeing. With more and more, it feels like free agency in college football. I'm glad Ohio State didn't fight this, like Ole Miss fought it with Shea Patterson. And by the way, I don't fault Ole Miss for fighting with Shea Patterson. I want to make that clear. I, I, I probably would have done the same thing if I was Ole Miss. Um, but I think Ohio State would have looked hypocritical, even though it's not apples-to-apples if Ohio State just gets Justin Fields, he's eligible immediately. And then Ohio State, for some reason, like appeals to the NCAA that Tate Martell shouldn't be able to be eligible immediately at Miami. I'm glad Ohio State just stayed out of it, let Miami and the lawyers and the NCAA work this out. But, man, this is interesting, Bax. Just your thoughts on Tate Martell being eligible immediately for the Canes this fall?
1: It's only a matter of time until you get the one free transfer like most other NCAA varsity sports currently allow. Uh, I just, it's where it's going, is the simple truth. And I think the coaches right now are fighting it because they don't want players, you know, quitting and running off the program and somebody else telling them this or that. Well, the real danger that you're going to have if you have complete and utter free agency is, is that somebody's a star for a year at the MAC and then they transfer to Alabama or somebody's a star for a year at the MAC and they transfer to Ohio State or somebody's a star for a year at Indiana and they transfer to Ohio State, right? Immediately eligible. That's what's going to start happening if you have true free agency like this. So what I think you're going to end up seeing is, is they're going to do the hey you get one transfer for free and then it's sit out time, barring you know anything that's absolutely like what used to be the standard to be eligible right away. And this has been coming for a while. And as Ohio State fans, we we simply can't be upset about it. Look what happened with Justin Fields, right? And if this goes to pure free agency. Uh, it's going to benefit a school like OSU way more than it benefits anyone else because OSU is going to go, wow, look at that guy who was a breakout receiver for Appalachian State. Man, he would look awesome on our team next year, and they're going to go after him. Right? It's going to hurt the mid-major schools, the mid-level schools, you know, all those programs because kids are going to transfer up. right? It's the way it's going to be. It's going to be like European soccer where you, know, you have some star playing for FC, who the hell cares, and Manchester United shows up and buys him. That's what's going to start happening in college football. If there's complete free agency like we're leaning towards. So I think you're going to see a one transfer rule applied. That's already the rule in virtually every D1 sport in the NCAA, including big ones like hockey. So uh, I think you're in a spot where that's what's going to happen because the downside of true free agency, like I just described, I don't think anybody really wants that.
0: We're going to get a chance to interview running backs coach Tony Alford, linebackers coach Al Washington after practice tomorrow. Thursday, practice is closed, but getting a chance to interview Tony Alford and now Al Washington will be great, and we get to interview a bunch of the running backs and the linebackers. But let's keep it with the coaches, Alford and Washington. Um, what are you most curious to hear from those men when they talk about their units? Like, just what are you, what are you uh, most curious to hear about when they uh, just talk about their guys?
1: Uh, can I ask Alford why Brian is not on the team anymore? Um I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Sorry, can't ask that no, one. It's no, it's, it's, no, you nope, can't. Not allowed to, not allowed no. to do that. That would get us in no. trouble. Um <laughs> Anyways, uh, the uh, the real question I'd ask him would be: uh, is He thinks Master Teague would be really re- ready to be the second guy next to J.K. Dobbins, or are we going to see more of the Mario McCall? That's what I would ask Alfred: Is which one of those two guys is really going to be the one that gets those secondary touches that we saw last year? Um, you know, I, I think that's a critical thing because J.K. is a great player, but I don't think he can handle, you know, being a guy who has 30 touches a game. I think he'll break down. Um, he's not as big of a guy. And I think he. if you saw last year when he got tired, you know, it affected him a little bit. So I, I want to know who the number two guy is from Alford. And then from Washington, flat out, hey, <laughs> do any of these guys remotely look capable of being effective this year? And from your perspective as a Michigan coach last year, why in the heck did Ohio State have linebackers that didn't look like they were Ohio State quality linebackers? You know, I think from his, from a Washington point of view, I'd love to know the whole – he was a coach at the same position, at an arch rival, probably helping break down what was wrong with our linebackers, to now trying to fix them. You know, I'd love to have him walk through that. Now, he won't be honest enough to do that. He's got to make some of these guys uh improve enough to win games now that they're his charges, if you will. But uh, I would love to have Al Washington explain to me what he saw as an opposing coach with the linebackers rotating into what can you do to fix these guys.
0: So did you see this sports book in Vegas has um, Michigan listed as a six and a half point favorite over Ohio state in Ann Arbor. Yeah. We're talking about this November, 2019 looking ahead several months. There's a sports book in Vegas that has the Wolverines favored by six and a half points over the Buckeyes. Have you seen this? What's your reaction?
1: Um, Did you hear about the sports book in Vegas? It's about to go out of business for the first time ever. Um, that's the stupidest line in the history of sports. Like, does anybody think, with a brain, that if Ohio State, much less doesn't win this game, that they've dominated utterly the century, like, the JV team in high school beats the varsity team more than Michigan beats Ohio State of football. Um, But does anybody with a brain think that if Ohio State loses, they're not going to cover nearly a touchdown? That's just mind-bogglingly stupid. Ohio State just scored... What's it, uh, 20 plus 20 plus 20 plus 2? Is that 62 points, Dave? Yeah, they just scored 62 points on Michigan. And people think they're going to lose this year. I'm sorry, because Shea Patterson showed this wonderful ability to throw the ball for 500 yards a game and make Jim Harbaugh look like he knows how to play football that's from this century. They're out of their minds if they think Ohio State is ever going to be anywhere near a touchdown underdog. Like, my first response to that was, that's wrong. That's Ohio State minus 6.5, right? Because that would make a hell of a lot more sense. And I know people who make these lines, Dave, are supposed to know more than us. But there are certain times where it's like, okay, uh, do do you guys know of like a scandal I'm not aware of? Like is the entire Ohio State coaching staff going to lose their jobs in September? Because this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it reminds me of
0: of last year. I believe Ohio State's win total for the regular season came out. It was like over under like nine and a half. And I'm like – yeah, man. Urban Meyer's worst season at Ohio State has been eleven and two. You think he's going to lose three games in the regular season? Like, if they go ten and two, I win the bet. Like, sign me up for that. Before I could get on, I mean, it, you know, hypothetically speaking, if I was a betting man and I would get onto my Bovada account, hypothetically speaking, by the time I would have done that last year, it already had gone up to like ten and a half, maybe. Hypothetically speaking, I heard. Uh, Okay, moving on. So, uh, speaking of of gambling, let's talk about March Madness. Uh, Ohio State. One thing I heard today that was really interesting. um, I heard this this morning, um, and I kind of I knew that there was more uh, money on March Madness. This really was has nothing to do with what I was going to ask you, but I find this interesting. Um, I always knew there was more money bet on March Madness than the Super Bowl, but I thought it was, like, close, which I always found interesting. Um, I heard a, a gambling guru talk about this today. I don't know, guru, a gambling insider talk about this today, that there's actually three times as much money gambled on March Madness. Obviously, there's a lot more games in the Super Bowl, which I find fascinating. Um, okay, so the Buckeyes are in action Friday in the NCAA tournament against Iowa State. Buckeyes, number 11 seed, Iowa State, 6th seed. Long wait for Buckeye fans. It's going to be like around ten p.m. Eastern time, um, you know, on Friday night. Bax, I know you've probably already filled out your brackets. How far do you have the the Buckeyes going in the NCAA tournament, if advancing at all?
1: Well, you know why they have them at ten p.m. on a Friday night, right? Why? The reason is the reason is very simple. Ohio State fans need to be that drunk already before watching this game because it's going to be the only game in the tournament. Um, I love that this team made the tournament. I'm thrilled that they made the tournament. Um, I also can tell you this is the worst team Chris Holtman may ever have at Ohio State, and uh, the fact that he made the tournament with this team is incredible. But if you want to talk about Ohio State advancing in the NCAA tournament, let's talk about the 2020 NCAA tournament because I don't see them getting out of this game.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I hope I'm wrong. I have Ohio State losing to Iowa State. It's not a terrible draw. Whoever they were going to play it was going to be tough. A lot of people had them playing Buffalo. It'd been as six-eleven with Buffalo. Buffalo's really good. Iowa State's really good. I just, whoever I thought they played, I figured, I figured it was going to be a really tough draw. And it is. So I have Ohio State losing, but I hope I'm wrong. And I do think they got more than a puncher's chance. This is not like, I wouldn't be like ultra confident if I was an Iowa State fan. I'd be confident. I think Iowa State has the better roster. I think there's a little doubt about that, but uh, there's also a little doubt. Well, you know what? You're right,
1: Dave. You're right, Dave, though. You're right, because here's the thing about Iowa State, and I say this a bit facetiously because I also certainly hope I'm wrong. I'll be wearing my scarlet and gray gear and drinking my scarlet and gray beer during that game, but uh, Iowa State, if you had told us we got them a week ago, we would have been pretty cool with that because Iowa State did what OSU did. They started the year hot. Then they kind of struggled through Big 12 play and were – you know, average at best going into the tournament. But then they went and won the Big 12 tournament. So maybe that's their hot shooting run of the year, and that falls through in the tournament here. And if Ohio- Iowa State doesn't shoot like they have the ability to, like we saw them do in the Big 12 tournament, then Ohio State can certainly win this game. You know, just we're, we're colored by the recency bias here, and the recency bias indicates Iowa State's going to bomb shots and Ohio State's not going to win. But if this is the Iowa State from the rest of the year, not the Big 12 tournament, they got a shot. That's a very fair point.
0: Yeah, and as you mentioned, I mean, I, I always find this a stupid argument, and I hate to use that word because there's probably a lot of people listening to this show that if you have used this argument, that they'll say, ah, oh, you know, I'd rather be in the NIT and make a deep run in the NIT than be in stupid. the NCAA tournament.
1: Stupid. stupid,
0: loser's mentality. Like, the stupid. Stupid. And they're saying, first of all, there's no way you would know ahead of time. But if, let's say you did. Okay, you're going to go all the way to New York City. Maybe not win it, but you get to play in like five games in the in the NIT. You go deep. You got like get, I would rather be one and done, man. At least you're playing for. You're in the big dance. You have a I, shot in the big dance. Exactly. And 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 you're in, you're in the real tournament. The NIT is the consolation tournament. And you hit on something that I've said too. I think this is very important to point out that. Chris Holtman and just illuminate. I mean, this will be, I, I feel like, I mean, this is obviously my opinion, but I would bet my life on it. This will be the worst roster Chris Holtman will have at Ohio state. The worst roster he'll have. And he made the NCAA freaking tournament with the worst roster he's ever going to have at Ohio state.
1: And he's never missed the NCAA tournament. He's like what? Seven for seven between Butler and here. There are six and six or something like that. I mean, every year he's been a head coach. They've made the NCAA tournament and, you know, that whole NIT thing, Dave, that's like people going, well, I don't want to make the college football playoffs because I'm afraid we'd lose to Alabama. Right. Shut up. You take your shot. You exactly. take your shot.
0: Right. Right. I wonder how many people thought, like, in 2014, which worked out pretty well, oh, gosh, there's any chance Cardale's really going to beat Alabama. Like, maybe, <laughs> just win the, maybe if they can beat Wisconsin the Big Ten title, we'll just take that and move on and play some bowl game. Nah. How about we take a shot at the title? So champions do. So we'll see. Hopefully, we're wrong, and Ohio State makes a deep run. But I'm just glad it's just house money, man. They're just it's house money at this point. I'm just glad we're going to get a chance to watch the Buckeyes. Maybe we'll be a little bit inebriated watching the Buckeyes late Friday night in the NCAA tournament. I'm glad we get a chance to do that.
1: Yeah, Thanks but you and I moment. don't write up the game reports. We're in great shape for that. Right?
0: Only, <laughs> right, only Steve Hellwagon's like really upset about the fact that game is going to be expanded, like three, <laughs> three in the morning once it goes into like double overtime. Yeah, Hellwagon's not happy about that uh, that start time.
1: Sorry, he doesn't, he, doesn't have, he, doesn't
0: have, he doesn't have to get up early Saturday morning and cover Ohio State football practice in Columbus because he'll be in Tulsa. Patrick Murphy and I will be getting up covering Ohio State football practice Saturday morning since we won't be up covering basketball till middle of the night on uh, Friday night. So there's a little behind the curtain for you all out there, listeners, about Bucknuts and what we're doing, how we split things up. So uh, a lot of stuff going on, man, with spring ball and the NCAA tournament and everything with the Buckeyes, so... Great stuff as always from the People's Champ, Matt Baxendale. You will want to read his column every week on Bucknuts. It is the bucket, it is must read material. Thank you to Bax, and thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning in to the show. I hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag best in band in the land.